Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. particularly pertaining to SmackDown Live, a show that preluded to WrestleMania 37 Backlash, and also WrestleMania 37 Backlash, who had the feel of Night of... What had the feel of Night of Champions. Let me rephrase that. What had the feel. So, SmackDown Live featured a lot leading up as a prelude, as the prelude to WrestleMania 37 Backlash, and that included a non-tag team title match between, actually, it was a one-on-one match, Dominic with Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio with Dominic, versus Robert Roode with Dolph Ziggler. And the winner was Rey Mysterio. Also, Sasha Banks talked about, well, Possibly teasing that she may may not be Lily. So is there a possibility that Sasha and Alexa might actually finally team up? Also, Kevin Owens, Big E, Apollo Crews, Sami Zayn. Is that going to be an NXT alone match for the Intercontinental Championship in the near future? I don't know. But there was a Medal of Honor ceremony with... uh, Yeah, well, if you have any questions, close right out the gate. It's at Wrestle underscore radio. That's for Wrestle Radio Network. Also, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. On Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails or B Train 05 or Brian Rails, whichever. Just message me and I will be sure to answer your questions as best I can throughout the show, or I will personally DM you. After the show is off air. So. Roman Reigns. Starts off the night. Basically saying. You know. This is what happened. This is what I'm capable of. Are you sure you're capable of. So Jimmy. You know. Jimmy Uso. And Jimmy says. No. I don't think so. So Jimmy Uso. Was one on one with Cesaro. But Sten gave the fucking match away. It doesn't matter. 
I don't at this point, folks. If we care about who retained and who didn't retain, that means we're fans. But we also know that SmackDown Live was a perfect prelude, even though I wish they would have carried that momentum on. Yeah, carry the momentum on to WrestleMania 37 Backlash, which WrestleMania 37 Backlash, which I had a hard time, folks, focusing on the show itself. I could not, I already have ADHD, I can't, you know, sit still as is, but if the show has got something that will catch my fucking attention, then yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to turn my head to that big screen and go, wow, I'm really intrigued by what's going on. But every single championship was on the line except for the women's tag team championship, Natalia and Tamina, the new main roster women's champions, because there's NXT. So anyways... You know, oh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin. I'm sorry. I will get to that later, sir. But let me first go on the match card for SmackDown Live. Well, I mean, all I know is I saw one thing in particular that made me smile on SmackDown Live, and it's the back-and-forth banter, the constant you know, action between the superstars, you know, Apollo Crews in particular, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Big E. I didn't mind the fact that they cut out some promos, but the one thing that really irks me is the fact that this whole shtick with Roman was kind of a little too little too late, two years too late. And while I have that thought going in process, we're going to uh, pause... 10 seconds for station identification, or a little bit longer. So give me a second, folks, all right? Take it. SmackDown Live started off the night with Roman Reigns at the top of the hour questioning his own family like do you believe in me or do you not believe in me question Jimmy Uso and uh, at the top of the hour you know to start off the night with your top heel basically questioning his own family you know it's kind of uh, in shambles right now we don't know if they're a unit or not We don't know if the head of the table is as strong as he thinks he is, but after WrestleMania 37 backlash, I mean, 
we saw, but we're focused on, we're zoned in on SmackDown Live right now, folks. So, if you would, please bear with me. This is from WrestleView.com. This goes, this blog goes into strict detail. You know, it's by Roy Niemer. So, commentators are Pat Maxby and Michael Cole. And it says, SmackDown kicked off with Jay Uso in the ring. My bad, my correction. Talking about the main event is key last week. His brother disrespected the head of the table. This week he leaves no choice but to handle some family business. And we see a clip of last week's SmackDown involving Jimmy and Jay and Roman and Cesaro. So Roman tells Paul he is so much more than just a wrestler. He is the tribal chief, the head of the table. So it goes on to repeat. So Jimmy says, no, but together Joe, Jay, uh, he and Jay can. If they win the tag team championships and Roman loses his championship, they would be head of the table. So it's a power struggle, essentially, is what the story is based off of. And uh, essentially, what's going down between Roman, Jay, and Jimmy, I don't know if it's the whole style, you know, heart foundation type angle where they're all not getting along, you know, with Pillman, Owen, Jim Neidhart, the British Bulldog. It's not the same elements, but they are bloodline, Jimmy, Jay, and Rome. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the story between Roman. If I'm being honest, Roman is, well, how do I put this? He doesn't want to be, he doesn't care about the title making moolah if you made moolah you made money not fabulous moolah <laughs> if you made money and someone was paying you to be the top heel dude to answer your question if someone was paying you to do what roman is doing right now would you say i can't do this i'd rather step down and go to another promotion or Would you rather take the millions of dollars, you know, and run with what you got, no matter how shitty a story it is? I mean, telling the truth, look, so moving forward, moving on, out comes Cesaro. He says, of course, challenge accepted. So he said, he tells Roman, if he beats Jimmy tonight on Sunday, he will win the Universal Championship. Well, obviously, spoiler alert. For those who have not watched Backlash, my apologies. We all know you didn't even have to fucking watch. Roman ends up retaining his Universal Championship, and Cesaro goes to the wayside because um, he got attacked later on by Seth. And I'll get to that later. I'm not trying to omit commingle Backlash and SmackDown Live, although I can do that correlating the two. So... WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with Reginald versus Tamina and Natalia. I'm going to put it to you like this. I like the fact that uh, there was a little bit of a twist, finally, and the fact that Tamina and Natalia get the monkeys off their back and they win. They finally win the Women's Tag Team Championship that they should have won at WrestleMania, which I thought, you know, okay, why are they pushing this off so later? There's some kind of story issues that we don't see as fans, but, they, you know, Paul Heyman, who's 
helping SmackDown win in a creative sense is actually filling the void that needs to be filled. But anyways, they win the tag women's tag team championships on the main roster. Tamina, okay, how did they win? So they double team the tower. Tamina gets back in the ring. Nia goes for the cover, but Tamina body slams Shayna onto Nia. Tamina is tagged in. A back elbow by Tamina. So then Tamina with the supervised splash goes for the cover and gets the pin. Wow. So an ode to daddy. That's pretty cool. And the new women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina. And then Kayla gets in the ring and congratulates them. So then you have the Medal of Honor ceremony, Apollo Crews with Commander Aziz. Commander Achu, Commander Sneeze, Commander Aziz. Crews says, tonight everyone will witness a special presentation. So this is like um, in the movie Coming to America when the main character, Eddie Murphy's main character, is presented with a Medal of Honor type thing because it's kind of whatever. It's creative, but it's also kind of funny. But then you have, let's see here, Big E in the back on the Tron, and then Sami Zayn. Hey, and then Sami Zayn comes out and says the truth. They have a bit of a bone to pick. Is holding Intercontinental Championship. He is a man of honor. He can give him a chance to re- reclaim it. And then comes Kevin Owens. Apollo and Aziz attack Owens in the ring. Out comes Big E as he sends out Aziz to the outside. See, I don't even. That's not a bad story right there. Rey Mysterio with Dominic versus Dolph Ziggler with Robert Roode. So I guess the momentum can carry with Rey Mysterio and Dominic as they, you know, were to face Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the tag team championships and history in the making. Wink, wink. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Dominic to become the very first father and son tag team to win the coveted tag team championships. It doesn't matter if it's SmackDown Live or Raw. They're still champions. But anyways, so Rey Mysterio ended up winning with a roll-up, you know, in, in Rey Mysterio fashion, right? Kayla's backstage with Brand Dominic. She interviewed them about the momentum carrying into Sunday. Bianca asked Cole, where is Bailey? So Bailey's laughing. I guess that's her new thing other than ding-dong. Although sometimes, you know what? It's over. Bailey is finally grasping how to reach an audience, and it only took one to actually didn't take long. You know, as a baby face, she was great. As a heel, she's getting better. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin. Um, not too fond of this result, but King Corbin beat Shinsuke, and Shinsuke could absolutely rip him into pieces. Let's just be honest. Let's be real. So, let's see here. Cesaro versus Jimmy Uso. Winner by disqualification is Cesaro. And how did that come about was Jimmy rolls to the outside. Cesaro on the ring apron and cannonball into Jimmy taking him out. Cesaro with an uppercut. He throws Jimmy back in the ring. Roman Reigns attacks Cesaro from behind. And the referee calls for the belt. So... Roman throws Cesaro over the announce table. Jimmy asks Roman what he is doing and why he had to make this about him. Uppercut, you know, Cesaro with an uppercut on Jay. Jimmy gets in the ring, apron. Cesaro knocks him down. 
Roman leaves the ring. Cesaro grabs Jay and hits him with the neutralizer. Okay, so not to make this completely boring, but, you know, SmackDown Live at least gave the audience a semblance of what a show can feel like, what kind of things you can expect, all that good jazz. So with that being said, that, what I just read, was a prelude into, well, backlash. Oh, joy. I'm not going to play clips from that show because I, four hours of, you know, watching pre-shows and and video packages and promos and all that stuff wasn't a bad prelude. Was it a bad prelude? No. SmackDown Live wasn't exactly a bad prelude. It's the show itself, folks, that made me wonder, made me question why, you know, the theme was very much like no night of champions because every single championship was on the line. And wait a minute, I just caught one of something. I saw it says Bray Wyatt weighs in on zombies in WWE. Oh, boy. So let's see. Bray Wyatt weighs in. We're going to take a break here, folks. Bray Wyatt weighs in on zombies in WWE. He says, miss me yet? It says, I suppose the implication here is that we may be missing him after seeing those zombies at WrestleMania at Backlash. Well, are you? Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm one of the fans that actually misses Bray Wyatt, but we'll get to that later. Backlash 2021 WrestleMania Backlash results. So... Match of the year contender closes strong show. Uh, I don't think so. Roman <laughs> I honestly, if they want to say it's match of the year, it's not because he retained. I don't give a fuck about that, folks. What I give a fuck about was the fact that it very much might as well have been called Backlash slash Night of Champions, simply because every single championship minus the women's tag team championships main roster were on the fucking line. The SmackDown Live Women's Championship... <laughs> The Raw Women's Championship was also on the line. So Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair defended their championships. Rhea Ripley defended her Raw Women's Championship against two women, Charlotte Flair and Asuka. And you have Bailey as the challenger to Bianca Belair, which that match was so beautiful, so brilliant. It just made me, it made me smile. It made me smile as a fan because that was the one lone highlight outside of uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic becoming the first ever father-son tag team champions, which, love them or hate them, that's still fucking history right there. So, let's see here. Uh, backlash WrestleMania grades, WrestleMania backlash grades and results. So... If we're going to look at this, folks, I'm going to play a few clips. I lied. To make this interesting, i got to make it worthwhile. So, while we're waiting for the clips to load, I got, oh yeah, I forgot. Ricochet versus Sheamus in the opening matches, and a Sheamus Invitational. And I'm going to play you some important clips from, let's see here. From the pay-per-view last night, if you didn't catch it, it was on Peacock. 
I don't know if you have the ability capability of replaying it, but uh, let's see here. Moonsaults everywhere. King Ricochet. I don't know. Uh-oh. What's going on? What's going on? Where's the clip? You got to exit out of that one, you say? I don't know. I'm good. Ah, uh, here we are. So, while I'm waiting on the uh, okay. Oh, that's Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Where's Seamus? Ah, here we are. Moonsaults everywhere. Here we go. It's from last night's show, folks. Ricochet. So I'm not going to play the full clip of that because obviously it takes a minute and seven seconds. But um, let's see here. The Queen, Charlotte, takes flight, uh, Can Mysterio, and then become the champion. So I guess I'll play this one. I will play this one because it says, you know, Can Rey Mysterio at Dig Deep Against Gil Ziggler. Zombie Lumberjack match, really? Um, that's more important. No, that's not the main event. Sorrow takes to the sky. Oh, this one should be good. So this is from the clip last night, the main event last night at WrestleMania 37 Backlash. Bear with me, folks. Well, hang on. Maybe it doesn't play it. Frustrating to watch some of that shit. Let me explain. I love 
fact that, you know, McIntyre, Lashley went all over the arena, you know, and somehow Lashley gets up because McIntyre took too much time with Braun Strowman. Again, that's another side of the championships that I, I'm not understanding why Lashley is the, the main person, why he proven himself, you know, at Backlash to be the guy. Um, to be honest with you, he's not a name. And that's not just one reason why I was not too impressed with that championship match on the Raw side of things, because it's like, dude, you've got an immense talent roster from NXT. You've got an immense talent roster from Maine. But the only fucking problem is you've got a limited amount of talent that you can fucking work with on main roster. And by limited, I mean, okay, Sheamus, Miz, Morrison, Damian Priest, who's tall as fuck and has proven himself time and time again. You've got Shinsuke Nakamura, who could easily shift sides and become the raw, like, world heavyweight champion so as far as credible names in wrestling Lashley is kind of teetering on okay well he was good in TNA Impact but as far as WWE goes I don't know people like I like Lashley I don't and my my partner in crime Pizza Simpson will probably tell you I don't mind Lashley you know he's a good guy WrestleMania 37 Backlash basically essentially showed a whole bunch of championship matches and only one set of titles changed hands. And that was the Tag Team Championships, for the first time ever in history, folks. Father and son pairing become the World Tag Team Champions of SmackDown Live. And congratulations, Ray. Congratulations, Dominic. Nothing can ever take that away from you two. Um not upset about that. What I'm upset about is give the fans a little bit of a twist. Just a little bit. Okay, Natty and Tamina winning the Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. Well, that kind of twist. Like, if Cesaro would have beat Roman, I would have been like, wow, okay, cool. And I'll, like, reserve some of that for later. And by the way, I do not own any of the rights to the clips that have been played live on air on WrestleRadio Network. All rights reserved go to World Wrestling Entertainment. Who own the full rights to those recorded clips. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe I've hit that point in the show where the following content contains expletives not suitable for minors under the age of 18. And for those of you wishing to know why it's not suitable, because I drop more F-bombs than fucking D-Day. So, for those of you who are about to enter my mind, I cannot guarantee you'll come out the same. So, without further ado, buckle up, fuckers. You're going to hear exactly how I feel, all right? Alright. Hopefully they didn't play the entire time. Alright, let's let's just hear it. Let's hear it now, live and in person. Come on, monkeys in the truck, hit my fucking music. No. Dig it. <laughs> Because of something I would do 
true thoughts of Dan when it concerns WrestleMania 37 backlash. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it ugly? Did it leave a long-lasting impression on us as fans? I can answer that question right now. No, it didn't. Um, The pay-per-view was absolutely horrid in some aspects. Uh, In some aspects, it wasn't bad. How was it bad? Let me just inform you something. When a pay-per-view comes on, it's supposed to be worth watching. The problem is, there's nothing worth watching when it's all championship matches and only one changes hand in some aspects. Like, okay, in some aspects, meaning if you were to judge this pay-per-view, if you had not watched WWE in a while, I think some of you may be pleasantly surprised, like, wow, it's changed a lot. You know, now the women's wrestling is serious. That's a different subject for a different day, comparing and contrasting the old with the new. I honestly thought the pay-per-view sucked balls, if I'm being honest with you, and I'm reserving even more of a loaded rant for this Friday and Saturday, you know, but this rant comes with structure. So, Bianca Belair Bailey stood out to me the most. And do we all know why? Bailey, in my opinion, the very first time around, she got over as a baby face. Now she's working her kind of magic, if you will, as a heel. And this kind of Bailey, I can get behind why? Not because, just because she's a heel, no. It's because, regardless of what people think, I always believe that she could be better than what she first when she first started out in the NXT. Simply because, you know, the happy go lucky, throw your hands up and then roll around in a weird way in the ring and then do the tribute to Eddie Guerrero with the three amigo suplex. You know, Sasha did it too, but I think Bianca Belair and Bailey told a story. And the story was Bailey was the arrogant cocky, hey, you know, you're just a rookie Dealing alive from Sasha again, but Bailey was like, you know what? I want to see what this rookie has in store for me. Basically, throughout the entire match, it basic the match told the story. You know, Bailey raking the eyes before the finish. You know, Bianca Belair had to climb and scratch and claw to get to that. You know, to that breaking point where she finally just has it, and then the torture rack slam. You know, one, two, three. No, told a fucking story. It was like the fantasy warfare that we've all wanted to see for a while now, right? Since we've all been out of action, not going to their shows because they don't have because of the restrictions. But what I'm trying to say is, Backlash felt like Night of Champions, and here's why. Lashley's title was on the line. Rhea's title was on the line. And, you know, even Bianca Belair's title was on the line. The women's tag team titles were not on the line. But you still had Sheamus, who should have defended that United States title against Ricochet, even though he, you know, did what he did to win. I felt like if you're going to – I didn't care the fuck if – Certain champions retained. That really 
doesn't irk me. What irks me as a fan is the fucking fact that you could have just called it Backlash Night of Champions. Simply because every single fucking strap was on the line minus the United States Championship, minus the Women's Tag Team Championships. So, really at this point, when I tuned in to watch Backlash... I was disappointed because none of the matches held any precedent whatsoever. It just the value, the lackluster feel to some of the matches was just unreal. I'm not talking about the main event. I'm not talking about the sub main event. I am talking about from beginning to end. When you had Sheamus versus Ricochet, Ricochet should be able to beat Sheamus in my opinion, but give it more flavor, make it a little bit longer. You want suggestions from fans? Here it is. You probably hear them, probably scoff at them or laugh and say, oh, that'll never work. So is that why majority of the ratings for demographics, you know, from 18 to 49 are rooting for a company that has not been fucking heard of except for three years ago? And I'm talking about AEW. So is that why the ratings, even though NXT moved to Tuesday, AEW still whooping that ass? That's got to be unnerving. Even though Hunter's like, oh, congratulations, you know, the first time around with Cody. But the reason is because pay-per-views like this is what kills the fucking company. It's what makes people literally say to themselves, is it worth the $5 a month, you know, subscribing to the Peacock or, you know, Peacock app and live streaming this shit? To be quite honest with you, if you're listening, to whom it may fucking concern... We all know that you guys are capable of more than what you give. We know that you can honestly present a pay-per-view like you just did and think that it's okay simply because, well, we're making money through merchandise. That's saving our bacon. What if you didn't make money from merchandise? Then what would you do? Be scrambling give the fans what they fucking wanted. And that doesn't mean... Roman Reigns losing the championship, although that would have been a nice turn of events, would have been a change from what we normally see. Just one match, in, and I'm going to say this carefully, because I think some of you do actually take notes, and some of you laugh and say, well, this gentleman says that we should do this. Oh, we're going to do the opposite of I and others would appreciate if somebody... Step down from where he sits in that production truck because last-minute changes are fucking killing the company. There wasn't any last-minute changes on uh, Sunday's pay-per-view at WrestleMania 37 Backlash, but there was a lot of questions, a lot of comments that I'm going to save for WrestleMania 37 Backlash. It's ridiculous. Matches that stood out, you know, was the women's matches, except for the fact that I'm starting to wonder, is Asuka just another stepping stone for Charlotte Flair? Because if you look at the tail of the tape in NXT, Asuka absolutely brutalized everyone. Like I said, it's a different subject for a different day on some of these issues. Backlash was more one of those pay-per-views that 
anyone in this room, you know, or anyone sitting at home listening can say, I really didn't pay attention to this pay-per-view. I just, it was just more or less background noise. And that's sad because I've never felt that way about this, you know, in particular, a WWE pay-per-view, even though some of the past ones in the mid, you know, beginning of, uh, 2015, 2020, there are some good ones, some bad. It depends on who you have as puzzle pieces to put that puzzle together and make you go, okay, this makes sense. WWE is missing some major names. You want me to get specific? Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson, FDR, most of them are residing in AEW. The most underrated names. Ones that you wouldn't expect that made a difference on their roster, whether they're mid-card in some people's minds or not. Would have been awesome to see a guy, you know, a tag team like FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow, or whomever, on the card. Not as mid-cards, but guys that could actually produce when asses get back to being in seats. And isn't that Vince's main MO? If you put asses in seats, then I'm going to book you however, not however you want, but the book you accordingly to see how I see things, and that's just part of the fucking problem with backlash was the matches looked great, paper some of them, but then the predictability comes into play, and they're like, "Well, they're wrestling fans; you can't always please them." True, but we're wrestling fans; we're not stupid. Some of us. I mean, I don't get. I'm not a rabid fan like Granny Holster. I'm the fan that is, uh, okay, why did they go with this story? Why couldn't they have gone with that story or this angle? I love the fact that some people forget wrestling is not meant to be from a worker's perspective. Oh, no, no, no. It's meant to be if the workers were thinking about the fans and how they're supposed to entertain the fans from a fan's point of view. Otherwise, some people, you know, like Kevin Nash said, I'm, if you thought I did this for the money, you were probably right. Backlash felt like some people did it for the money. For his running spots, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Seth Rollins for his running spots. It looks like he just you see El Ricardo. Yeah, it's very true. I feel like um, part of me feels like backlash could have been better if certain matches were pushed towards the front, not in the middle of the pack. That's just my personal opinion. I literally sat and watched something that I did not pay attention to, and that bothers me. Backlash was not, you know, completely, oh, my God, I can't believe none of the matches were great. No, it's just some of the stuff that was shown to us on pay-per-view was just like, man, we've seen this shit before. Why are they doing it without an audience? I mean, honestly, guys, I've said this before, and I'm not going to spend the entire fucking show saying it. If you expect people to come back and watch your shit, 
But here's a thought. Can we please, for the love of Christ, if we have a great prelude like on SmackDown Live, can we carry that momentum and use it to our advantage? So, with that being said, I've got 17 minutes left, but I'm just going to tell you right here and right now. A pay-per-view is meant to entertain not international audience. It's not meant to make us distracted and, and start thinking up coupon ideas, you know, for Amazon or whatever, or drawing on the side. Supposed to entertain us. That's it. Not lull us to sleep. Backlash did this Sunday. So. Important to keeping your audiences being very loyal to them because if you're not loyal to us, WWE shop is booming, but I don't know about the pay-per-view ratings. Holy fuck, I wonder what the buy rate was. I really do at this point. Anyways, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, I got three choice words, and I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Not me. Oh, and be sure to join in Pizza Simpson and myself either on Friday or Saturday, so... Noodles, bitches, I got to get some rest. You know, no rest for the weary. Got to work in the morning. Anyways, you know how it is. You know the deal. All right, for real, though, before I go, if you're a wrestling company and you decide the fans are not important, because mm, you heard it all before, maybe you need to hear this again. Backlash suck balls. I didn't even tune in. But I also was mentally tuned out, along with some other friends of mine and various other fans that have messaged me through Wrestle Underscore Radio. All right? Toodles, bitches, real food for thought, you know, leading into Friday or Saturday. Uh, got a lot to discuss and so little time to discuss it in. And the birthday of Wrestle Radio Network happens to be on Tuesday. We'll be having a special episode airing that day. So, all right. Good night. Take care. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Okay, for real. Toodles, bitches. I got to get some rest. Take it. That was weak as fuck. Take it. Oh, wait. Before I go. Ooh, yeah. Personality, the cultural personality.